Rejection most times is the redirection we need to unlock our truest potential. Life puts us in some uncomfortable and unexpected situations despite our efforts and plans. So how do we look at failures as opportunities? How do we deal with life's uncertainties, identify some losses as wins, all while not labeling ourselves as total losers or failures? You'll find out right here on Redirection with Terry Carell. Hello, hi, how is everyone doing? Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of Redirection with Terry Carell. And if you don't know who I am, well, that would be me, Terry Carell. It's a pleasure to meet you if you are new to the community. This podcast this season is brought to you by MasterCard as well as Heineken Zero Zero. Because even though we're going to have guests, they're speaking about their challenges and the obstacles and the hurdles. We're always going to look for the priceless moments because we want to remind us that it's really the experiences that make life meaningful. And of course, with Heineken Zero Zero, we want to remind everyone that now you can. I'm really excited about the episode today because this is a different format, different kind of guest. In fact, we will be speaking with Christoph uh, Phillips, who will be the very first deaf graduate from the Edna Manley College for the Visual and Performing Arts School. And that's a big deal considering society is still a little bit closed out and still does not realize the power that our deaf community has. And speaking of deaf community, I'd like to give a, give a huge shout out to Toyota Jamaica for being the sponsor facilitating our sign language services. So you'll probably see Tony not just popping up in a bubble somewhere around my head. Tony will also be on set as our sign language interpreter. If you would like to find out more about me, you can find me across all social media platforms at Terry Carell. And you can also visit my website, terrycarell.com. And if you know of anyone in your community who you believe deserves to be in the redirection seat, come on, let us know. Send us an email and we will follow up after then. Please be a part of the conversations. Use the hashtag TKRedirection. So as I said, I'm really excited about this particular episode because we will have Christoph Phillips, deaf. We will also have Tony Aiken, who will be our sign language interpreter. So if you hear any moments of silence or any periods of lull, we're just giving Tony the opportunity to sign to Christoph and to give him the opportunity to respond. I cannot wait to have him in the redirection seat. Season two of the Redirection with Terry Carell podcast is brought to you by MasterCard in association with Heineken 00. Christoph, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you, but naturally for the, the listeners who might be listening to this podcast across their preferred podcast platforms, I also have to acknowledge your co-guest or my co-star, depending on how you're looking at it, uh, the one and only the great Tony Aiken, who is providing sign language for Christoph because Christoph is deaf. It is so good to have both of you. Uh, on the redirection set and to have Christoph in the redirection seat. Christoph, how are you? I'm good. Not nervous. Just a little a bit. bit. We're, we're going to have a good time. For starters, one, congratulations. I went to your end of year final show at Edna Manley for the Performing Arts School of Dance where you presented to your teachers and the adjudicators your final show, which will make you the first deaf student 
to graduate. How does that make you feel? It's really a life-changing experience for me um, because there has been, in the arts in general, deaf people have not really been a part of it. So to be one of the first deaf persons to have graduated from the arts. But you know, you have deaf people who do arts and crafts, drawing, dancing, music, but to actually be a graduate mm -hmm. is amazing. And it's to have a bachelor amazing. and to have a bachelor's degree at that. Yes, it's truly amazing. For those people who did not have the opportunity to watch the show, it was amazing. From the the booklet that you get uh, to the sign language interpreter who did the national anthem to the chosen songs and words and even the dancers. I understand that most of the dancers were deaf and maybe one was uh, hard of hearing. Tell me. Deaf, two hard of hearing and two deaf. How difficult is it? And maybe it is that we naturally assume that because it's music, because it's dance, it must be difficult. But in your words, um, was it challenging to put together your final project with dancers who are deaf as well as hard of hearing? Well, as a choreographer, or I think it's not really challenging because we have had experience dancing before. And I think because we have had experience, really we're looking for people who had professional experience. So there's not enough. So we had to search for people and we rehearse every single day, ensure that you're neat, ensure that you're, you can feel the vibration and the vibration matches the music and ensure we have somebody who can hear to help us to make sure that we're on par with the music and that's how it happened. We're not professional, we just had to rehearse every day. Well, it looked professional, it came across professional, the dancers, the extensions, uh, quite frankly, they put me to shame and I danced professionally. That's to show you how amazing um, the, the entire performance and the choreography was. My question to you though was, Christoph, as a youngster, if you can think as far back as then, is this where you would have seen yourself as a dancer, choreographer, artistic director, creative director? No. When I was a kid, at first, I wanted to become a dentist. Um, that was my dream, because, you know, I always wanted to smile. So I was like, yeah, man, my mom was like, yeah, man, I support you. And then growing up, I lost my hearing. So I went to a mainstream school, Excelsior, um, went there, graduated. Let's go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sign. I have a sister who is deaf and I couldn't sign. So I had to learn from her. When I arrived at Listomere Gilby High School for the deaf, that's where I was immersed in sign language. And that's how it became a part of me. Also, my sister has many deaf friends. So I would see sign language often. So that's how I developed it. And then after that, in grade eight, we started a dance club. And I joined the dance club and I fell in love with it. I continued until I was a cheerleading captain, actually, as young, I was really young. 
everybody was older than me and I was teaching them how to be cheerleaders because I was creative and we would always win competitions so I decided that you know that's something that it's my passion I really want to be a dancer and I told a teacher hey I want to be a dancer and she was like dancers don't make money and I was like why not that's my passion felt disheartened didn't know what to do graduated from high school um, hold on and before before we go there I want to know there was the teacher for example who said but dancing don't make any money was there anyone along the path who basically said but you're deaf yeah you might be creative but that cannot be uh, a real career based on your condition no 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 I'm just saying career they wanted um, deaf to ensure that they collect good pay they wanted us to have good paying jobs I think mm. that's what the teachers would have meant they wanted us to get good the pay financial jobs. stability yes I think that was her perspective okay so you were disheartened what about your parents were they okay with it or did they have their um, their their hesitation um, so I didn't know after a while I joined the Jamaica Association for the Deaf and I worked at as, as a data entry clerk and I loved it I loved IT and then I met Chantel Robinson who went to Edna Manley and she joined with she was working at the JAD working with the deaf community and she said oh you can dance very well why not go to Edna and at that time I knew that my mom didn't support it <laughs> so they my mom had a perspective that Edna Manley had a gay negative vibe mm. so she didn't want me to be a part of that mm. but Chantel said it's your passion it's your dream go for it and I asked my mommy and at first she was in serious doubt and I told her that I wanted to do a bachelor's degree program and then she gave me the go ahead I applied and that's how I got in to Edna beautiful now tell me what that was like coming into a space that yes are for creative persons within theater drama song as well as dance uh, were you readily easily accepted or are there always challenges that you have to overcome because you're deaf when i applied and i went in um they didn't experience a deaf dancer before so there were some challenges we had to be advocating and telling them that we can we can do this um there was a teaching practicum with a deaf teach deaf teacher there and they allowed us in and they tried to they were trying to figure out how they would teach us how they would teach us the theory the practical so they brought in interpreters very cool and um they just gave us little tidbits tidbits of information while everybody else would get vast amounts of information so we had to be paying attention with our eyes a lot. We had to be watching the body language, watching them and just following. And it was interesting for the deaf community because it was different. So uh, the biggest challenge was interpreting. Without mm -hmm. an interpreter, communication is really a barrier. Was there ever... So, oh, no, please continue. Continue. My classmates, they tried to learn a little sign language. How would you say? And then they will try and explain what the teacher is saying. 
Lovely. Every day they would try and learn and they would challenge themselves. And they would say that the teacher says, straight, straight, hole in your belly, lift up your head every day. <laughs> that was, that it was a challenge for them. Sometimes they'll forget the signs and sometimes we'd have to keep teaching them over and over. But those are some of the challenges. Let me ask you this. Was there any point in time because of those challenges where you were, were you ever at a point where you were overwhelmed and frustrated, where you thought maybe a bit off? more than I could chew. Like, yes, I'm a great dancer, but maybe this formal education, getting the degree, having to work overtime just to keep up with everyone. Did you ever feel like um, giving up? Yes, of course. I felt overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated. Um, why? I can't communicate readily. I can't respond readily. My classmates, they, can in, they sign for me and I can understand them, but I sign Jamaican Sign Language and they don't understand me. And I'd have to be writing back and forth and I'd have to be saying, listen, I need an interpreter. And that's where the frustration with, you know, the explanation and just being able to communicate freely with my teacher. How did he overcome that, that feeling of frustration, this feeling of maybe the system is not cut out for me just yet how did you um how did you overcome that what was the driving force because i had a lot of support to be honest it doesn't matter what happened it doesn't matter the frustration i had the support that kept me kept me going that said kept saying keep going what do you think about society so here it is um, we have someone like you, a deaf person, pursuing the arts, doing very well at it, dancer, choreographer, artistic director, um, and yet still the, the bigger society, socially and culturally, still has not made space, still has not set up basic systems that allow members of the deaf community to walk into general spaces and to have access to information and customer service, how, how does the deaf community deal with society outside of the support system that it already has? I would say, for example, I have an experience. Um, when I joined Edna, I was like, deaf? How, how will I communicate with him? Um, there was no interpreter. I had to challenge myself. So I tried through different mechanisms or different ways how to adapt and challenge people and ensure that, they ha that I have access. That's how I have to do it. You just have to challenge people. Has he always been this great at being bold and self-advocating? Because not everyone can do that. Not everyone can actually challenge people and systems to level up to meet them. I would say some, most deaf people are brave and challenge the system, some. Beautiful. What would you like to see change? Overall, generally. Communication access is really needed. That is, interpreting access is a must. I want more people to accept and to be patient and listen to the deaf community and not just do it for courtesy, but to provide access. Um, so if you go to the doctor and you can't sign, right. You go to the stores, not just say, oh, 
them there if you can't bother you do this you do that mm. and ignore me as a customer or a client the disregard the disregard yes can you remember when you first felt music because one of the biggest questions I've always heard people ask is, well, how deaf people supposed to dance? Them can't hear the music. So how they know the beat, how they know the tone, how they know the melody. You know, can you remember when you first felt music and you realized, oh, I can dance? I, th- I don't think I can remember the age exactly, but I was really young. They, you know, they had the big sound boxes, <laughs> and I felt it. I was like, oh, wow, I like this. And then when I went home, my mom, she had a small bass speaker, and I would... My mom's favorite song is Anita Baker. <gasps> Love! And I'd sing as our Anita Baker and Whitney Houston, so I used to feel the beats all the time, and also... I love R&B music from long ago. I used to put them in my ears and try and memorize the song and plus sign the song. And I would practice that every day. I would listen every day and that's hope. That's where my inspiration comes from. Was it, was it nice to you to find a um, community that wanted to do the same thing? I know, for example, there is Pa Deaf uh, Dance, Dance Academy. Uh, tell me something about that, finding the community of other deaf dancers who want to do more than have it as a hobby, but really want to take it on seriously. I think JCDC Festival, Mm -hmm. I think that is what really influenced um, dancing and deaf dancers. That's what made it so easy for us to come together because of the Jamaica Cultural Development Commission deaf deaf dance competition that happens yearly. You'll see each other and then even though we're all over the island, we'd come together and form groups. So that's how Park came about. Beautiful. Do you ever think about dentistry? (laughs) <laughs> no. Like, no why what happened my school doesn't teach physics chemistry and bio- biology their mm. schools they don't teach that and you know you need that to access that so the education system doesn't provide that for us it really that's, limits our education so that's interesting i did not know that i did not know that no um, no it's limited it's very limited you have, yeah, of course, you have the basics, math, English, social studies, IT, but you don't have biochem and physics because they think that we can't manage it. Are there ever or did you ever um, come across uh, fellow students who wanted to be doctors, who wanted to be medical no. practitioners? No. And do you think that it's like that simply because they're conditioned to just see the arts? I feel like the deaf people themselves love body movement Mm. and love to use their hands a lot. That's just my perspective. So more than literature, more than intense reading and mm-hmm. writing. That's just not something that, that's my perspective. Do you think that if the school were to start to 
incorporate or implement those 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 subjects the the bio the chemistry the physics um perhaps ad maths if it is that they don't uh do ad maths we would start seeing more students yes if the students advocate for that and they provide that of course they will do it if they especially if they have a student who passes the course because they worry about that mm -hmm. it's it's the same example with one student wanted to do communication studies, CAPE, and the teacher said, you, they advocated, she did it, and she passed. And that's an example. So Beautiful. that's how they started teaching communication studies. Beautiful. So again, self-advocacy. And I think that is probably one yes. of the overall themes speaking to you. It's not just... Um, going ahead with the status quo and doing what people believe you are capable of doing, but actually going beyond that yes, and showing yes. people that it can be done. So what's next yes, for you? Correct. So what's next for you? You're breaking barriers here. You are changing systems as you step into spaces. So the question is, where does Christoph see himself and his talent? Oh, he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people ask me that question so often. Well, to be honest, I see myself as a choreographic dancer. Mm -hmm. So I want to train more mm -hmm. dancers. That's something that I want to do. I want to be an expert teacher and dancer. Um, it doesn't take five years to become a professional dancer based on what teachers have said. It takes 10 years. So I want to keep practicing, perfect my craft, and then maybe someday I'll jump ahead of the game. Really, I want to be a traveler, to dance and travel and to teach the culture and learn other cultures. That's actually what I saw. Like That's what I visualized, him traveling um, and being a part of amazing stages world stages disney lion king you know whether it's in london or or barcelona but really having that um that ability to spread the talent and also spread the message you know even if he isn't intentionally trying to be the poster child for a deaf or the deaf community naturally um as people see him in different spaces he will always carry the message of advocacy uh for the for the community would he only teach deaf dancers or would he want to teach anybody who is interested in learning dance? Well, <laughs> he's thinking, he's thinking. thinking. That's a difficult question. <laughs> really, my aim is to teach deaf community. I want to encourage, especially the ones who have the passion for the arts, not just dance, but we have those skills. We have actors we have people who are interested in different arts so why not give them the opportunity to step in and mm -hmm. show them that i did it so it's your time now first of all i think that's a perfect answer i think for many many years and even in 2023 we still discriminate against the community and we exclude the deaf and therefore i believe if that is his target and that is his dream to really um help the community to level up i think that is absolutely uh, absolutely fitting and where do we find you if people want to collaborate with you if whether they are corporate whether they are art whether they are instagram instagram <laughs> come spell out your instagram and let me know where do we find you 
C-R-I-S-P-H-I-L-Z. That's my Instagram, Chris Fills. Lovely. And along this journey of you discovering self, and of course, you can always choose to, to change and go into another space, another sphere. Um, can you think of the most priceless moment, the moment that has resonated with you the most, the, the, the memory that when you think back makes you smile and, and be at peace with yourself? One, what is it? <laughs> That's a hard one. Or does he have so many? And not really. <laughs> not really? So name one. A moment that really made you maybe even come to tears, just tears of joy or emotional happiness. I think it would be when I graduate from Edna. Graduating, knowing that I'm graduating. Mm-hmm. It's a degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a lot of friends with degrees? Within the community? And my best friend. Um, Kemoy, he's overseas. He did IT. He did computer programming. Mm-hmm. He has a bachelor's. Um, no, he's, he's studying actually to get his master's. But he Ooh, lives in the US. Beautiful. And what does mommy now think? You know, at the beginning, mommy was like, ah, Christoph, I don't really know about this whole dancing and the manly thing. When she looks at you now... And she's seen all the work you've put in, uh, the hurdles you've had to jump. Like, what does she think about your decision now? I think she's really proud, extremely proud. Because she wants her children to have degrees Mm -hmm. and to be successful and to be financially stable. And she doesn't want us to feel that because we're deaf, we're less than. She wants us to know that we're equal. And how about your siblings? Who's the better dancer or who's the best dancer? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. So he told me uh, before we, we came on the show that he has two siblings, uh, I think a brother and a sister. Tell me a little bit about them. I have a sister first. She's deaf. She's born deaf. Um, she works at the Jamaica Association for the Deaf. She's a tutor. She teaches Jamaican Sign Language. And she engages with deaf children, teaching literature, literacy. My brother, he's a JN manager. He's, he can hear. Um, so, yeah. And has it always been easy? And how about mommy, the parents? Are they, they deaf? No. No. So how, what is the dynamics like? And I think the reason why I'm asking this is because a lot of the times, those of us who hear don't ever stop to actually consciously think about the dynamics within uh, their family. Some people don't know, for example, that there is like a Tony who is a coder, a child of deaf adults. Some people in Jamaica don't know that you can have um, parents who hear who have children who are deaf, born deaf, or become deaf. So, or that their siblings, some are deaf, some are not. Talk to me about the dynamics of communication and understanding personalities, especially with deafness being a part of the mix. As I said before, um, hearing, um, my grandmother, I lost my hearing at three. My father's mother trained my sister how to 
me and my sister how to talk. Mm. Like she would put our hands and say, ta, da, eh, ah, and practice. And that's how we started using our voice to communicate in the home. We forced them to sign. And you know, they said that it's hard. When my grandmother would pick up my sister from school, drop her to school in the morning, she would go to sign language classes actually. And then when school is finished, she would pick up. So now she's a little bit older. Yes. She used to sign very well and she still signs well, but she's a little bit older. So it's a little bit, so she uses both sign and voice, but Beautiful. my parents, no, no sign language. They know a little really? bit, like a basic, basic amount, but mostly voice. But my brother can sign, not an expert. <laughs> he can sign, he can I, communicate. Have you ever asked your parents why they didn't sign? Or didn't actively learn like girl. They said they're busy. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. sounds like the typical parent. We're, we're, we're busy. We're busy. But it's interesting that he gave that story in terms of um, grandma, you know, putting the hand and, and pronouncing words and having them hear it because it was one of the pieces that you choreographed where yeah yes, i remembered exactly, i remembered exactly. um how important was it for you to incorporate your living your lived experiences excuse me especially with your your earlier days of learning and having that be a part of the story you told in your final year pro uh, project I feel amazing to share my story because I want the audience to understand how deaf people learn, how we grew up. You know, everybody's experience is different, but how we feel the music, what our experience is. Um, people keep asking, keep asking the same questions. How you feel, how you talk, how you this, but that piece mm -hmm. could have shown exactly how. Uh, you sent an invitation to me. I remember when it came in and I did not get an opportunity to actually RSVP until later on. Um, but by the time I got there, you wouldn't have seen it because you were too busy. You were too busy working out things. Um, I saw you <laughs> when I, when the audience arrived and they said they were ready. I saw you walking. I said, Terry Carell is here. Terry Carell is here. And I started to cry. And I had to calm down. And then that's when it started. Why so was I that? Saw you. No, thank you for the invitation. Why was it so important to invite me? And why was it so such an emotional moment to see me? My daughter came. Alex, my executive liaison, came. Why was that such a beautiful moment for you? Because you recognize and represent the deaf community and advocate for the community and we know you so to invite you and for you to come to my show as the first deaf choreographer amazing thank you thank you i'm trying my best not to get emotional right now <laughs> i'm trying my best not to get emotional tony are you getting emotional yes. oh my goodness um uh, i just think sometimes we we have a responsibility to use our platforms. You will use yours differently. Tony uses um, hers differently, and, and so do I. But almost, I never, I never knew 
the impact. Um, I do know that sometimes I go out and deaf persons will come up to me and hug me and, and, and speak, and I'm saying speak within quotation marks. They speak to me so freely. Sometimes I don't even realize they're deaf until afterwards, and I, and I suppose it's because they recognize me as an ally. Um, how important is it to have allies, people who hear, people who move in this society, who have influence to speak on behalf yes. of, of others who don't have? You are the one influencer who is really a part of the deaf community. So the wow. deaf community has to recognize you. Wow. Thank you. That, that means a lot. Um, it means a lot. In fact, I remember the first time I met Tony, which we're not going to talk about <laughs> the year because we don't want to date ourselves. But I remember when we had the first deaf uh, Miss Jamaica. And I remember even when they were trying, the organizers were trying to put together the competition, they didn't get a lot of um, assistance and sponsorship. And at the time... I was there. You was were there. 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 You're I kidding. There. I, was there. I was young. I was in charge for the models. I was there. I was really young, though. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and so I was a judge, but I was also a sponsor because I yes, was a, the general manager at Spartan Health Club. And it's, it's, I look at my role there, which I thought was just so small, um, and I look at what my role is now, and I, and I always knew it was going to be a part of my, of my journey. Yeah. What is redirection to you? You wanted to do dentistry. You were born hearing. Then you lost your hearing. You can't remember hearing, as you said earlier, uh, before we started the show. No, um, and no. now you've been redirected to this world of dance and creativity and expression. In your own words, what does redirection mean to you? He's like, well, well he's like, well, let me think about it. <laughs> We're giving him a while, guys. He's thinking about I'm it. Thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. And it's not something that we always think about. Uh, sometimes we are so busy adjusting and figuring out life and discovering self that we don't even realize how much we've managed our redirection so well and how important that redirection was for us in the first place. So that being said, Christoph, what's your definition of redirection for you? Just going on another path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. That's all. You're a man of very few words, you know. Well, actually, no words, but, more, but even fewer words. Just going on another path. And what is the importance of sometimes being rejected and not having things go your way and having to navigate new and unknown territories? How important is that in terms of building character and resilience? Just ignore people and just keep on going. There is nothing that can stop me. My quote is, never limit myself. Mm -hmm. So just do it. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Any other words you have for anyone who is watching, whether they are deaf, whether they are hearing, or if you have two different messages, um, what, would, what would your desire, your wish be? Again, okay.
I want hearing and deaf community to come together, mm-hmm. partner together, communicate. Don't ignore us, don't disregard us, but just lift us up and carry us with you. Um, we certainly will, and I will absolutely ensure that we try to push for that. And what about the deaf community for the little ones who aren't born yet, the ones who are coming, the community that already exists? What would you like to say to them, whether they're in the arts, whether they're in admin, whether they're in IT? What, what important message do you want to remind them of? Whatever passion you have, go for it. Never limit yourself. If you feel, if you have doubt, just do it. Once you have support, even if you don't have support, go ahead and do it. You can do anything except here, anything. Beautiful, and in that process, how important is it for us to ask for help? And the reason why I ask this is because even the hearing community has this issue in terms of trying to figure out things alone or trying to do something by oneself, whether it's pride, whether it's being afraid that they'll be rejected. You know, how, how do you get over the hurdle of shame or embarrassment and, and asking people for help and guidance on your path? Good question. I used to be like that. I used to be timid, shy. I was afraid of asking, and I decided to just let go. Just let go. Ask for help when needed. People will support you. So you just have to, if you need help, you go and say, listen, I need some help. I need help right now. And people will help you. There are people that are always willing to help. It's really important to show your personality and to be respectable and people will recognize that and help um if you're disrespectful if you don't have any manners then it will be difficult but once you have respect and manners you're good to go and let me ask you this even when you are manazable as we would say in jamaica even when you are clean-hearted you're a good person you don't trouble anybody and you ask for help Sometimes people just don't want to assist, don't want to give information, whether it is jealousy, whether it is insecurity, it's it's definitely an issue with them. What advice do you have for people getting over uh, the rejection of people closing a door, closing a window, not wanting to help, which is a part of life? It's okay. I know it's okay. There are other opportunities. Um, When you get a no, just know that there are several opportunities and many people out there who are willing to help. My darling, are you still as nervous now as you were before when we started? No, no, Christoph. Listen, um, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, I want to thank you for being such an amazing um, representation. Now, I personally know that the members of the deaf community have always been amazing, very closely knitted, very supportive. Um, I've never had a bad experience or a bad encounter or a negative encounter for that matter with anyone from the deaf community. And it is my desire that the rest of society will not only see that, but appreciate it um, and embrace it. Uh, I think growing up, and I can speak on behalf of a lot of us, uh, I only saw a sign language interpreter on TV, I think GIS or some program like that. 
Tony, you can laugh, because you know it's true. Uh, but we never saw representation. We don't see interviews like this. We don't see uh, members of the deaf community being highlighted. Uh, and, I, and I'm hoping that the right step forward is that we will see more Christophs, that we will see more Kemoys, that we will hear about the degrees and the masters and the different spaces that you guys occupy. Thank yes. you for your bravery. Thank you for your time. Congratulations again. Uh, how do I say I'm really proud of you? I'm proud of you. Thank um, you. Keep up the great work. And Tony Aiken, what can I say? Uh, I've already told my community that as we continue to upload all of these episodes of the Redirection uh, podcast, that the, you're going to appear in a bubble. It's very different to see Tony on set because she's usually represented in a little space, uh, so much so that there are many Jamaicans who don't even know that Tony can speak. Yes. And so it was very nice to have you on the set. Thank you very much for always giving me your talent and sharing as a facilitator. And I also want to say thank you to Toyota Jamaica for being the sponsor of this uh, facilitation. Christoph. I love you, and I can't wait for you to have another show that I can, no, no, not, not attend, but to be your principal dancer. Right. So, okay, yeah, sure. I was hoping he was like, are you sure? Because, you know, I'm a superstar. But thank you so very much. Um, guys, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know that this was a very different format for persons who might have been listening uh, on their preferred uh, podcast platforms. I know there might have been lulls or periods of silence. And of course, that was to allow Tony the opportunity to sign for Christoph and for him to respond. I thank you for your patience. I thank you for allowing us to come into your space with a different kind of story, a different kind of person. And I hope that there was something that Christoph Stuff said that resonated not just within the deaf community but for anyone who is listening who knows what it is to be on a path of trying to figure out what's going on so again thank you for paying attention thank you for listening thank you for sticking and staying and if you thought that this was a great episode don't keep it to yourself share it all over the place don't forget to use the hashtag tk redirection and we will see you next sunday bye Thanks to our partners, MasterCard, Heineken 00, Toyota Jamaica, Spaces, Commercial Concepts, Bresche, Beauty Brands by MDS, and Go Shore Courier.